So you've heard that sleeping is good for you. You heard that it is good for your health, for your performance, for the way you look. So you want to sleep good and you're not sleeping good. So what do you turn to? You turn to sleeping pills. Guys, if you are tossing and turning at night, you're unable to achieve that sweet spot that you desperately crave, you're not alone because it turns out that in our fast-paced modern world, chronic insomnia and sleep disturbances slash sleep deprivation is all too common with around the third of the population of adults regularly struggling to sleep. Everything from work stress to hefty schedules often lead to insomnia, aggravated sleep times, groggy mornings. Now, what happens then? We get an increasing number of people turning to sleeping pills, hoping to usher in sleep or maintain sleep or simply improve the quality. But what impact do these habits have on our life expectancy and mortality rates. That's exactly what I'm going to go into today. Hi guys, it's Louisa Nicola. I'm doing a solo episode. Um, I think this is really important to put out because it's a study that my team actually came across and it links mortality rates and sleeping pills. And I thought to myself, do you know how many times somebody comes to neuroathletics and they inform us, you know, when we do a history, they inform us that they are in fact pretty much overdosing. I wouldn't say overdosing, but they are taking sleeping pills like they are Tic Tacs, thinking that it's going to help them. And long behold, they're coming to us for help. So in this short episode, I'm going to explore the intriguing relationship between sleep duration, sleeping pill use, and life expectancy among adults with a special focus on the findings from a study done in Taiwan. I'm going to link the study below for anybody who's really interested. But before we get into it, I want you all to know that we now have a YouTube page for those of you who are wanting more of a visual stream of these episodes. It's also linked below. I'm also doing um, some other solo episodes on there talking about all things that we do at NeuroAthletics. So make sure you go through and subscribe. So let's get into the episode. This study title of this paper is Association of Sleep Duration and Sleeping Pill Use with Mortality and Life Expectancy, a cohort study of 484 1,916 adults. This was printed in Sleep Health Journal of the National Sleep Foundation. So I'm going to pretty much sum up the abstract of this paper. So it pretty much investigated the association of sleep duration, that's how long we sleep, and sleeping pill use with life expectancy and mortality rates. So pretty much how long does somebody live based on their sleep duration and also based on their sleeping pill use? And this was taken, um, they used adults in Taiwan, that's where the study was done, and it was around half a million, 484,916, almost half a million people. So it was a, a, you know, a fairly decent study. The study found that the use of sleeping pills is associated with an increased risk of mortality and shortened life expectancy, especially 
in extreme sleepers. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown on the design of the paper. It was collected over the period of 1994 to 2011. Participants were split into four groups based on how they slept. So group number one was extremely short sleepers. So that was categorized as less than four hours of sleep. Category two was short sleepers, four to six hours of sleep. Category three, medium sleepers, which is six to eight hours of sleep. And then number four, long sleepers, which was eight hours or more. The researchers used a a statistical tool called Cox Proportional Hazards Models. And they did this to explore how sleep duration and sleeping pill use might be linked to the risk of death. The analysis looked into a number of factors, such as the participant's socioeconomic status, characteristics, lifestyle, and existing health conditions. To confirm the accuracy of the findings, the researchers performed additional checks known as sensitivity analysis. Now, let's look at the results because I think the results of this is really, really profound. The research found a U-shaped link between how long people slept and their risk of dying from any cause. Those who slept six to eight hours had the lowest risk. When we talk about U-shape, okay, imagine if you drew a U on a piece of paper. This U represents how the risk of something bad happening, like getting sick, goes up if you sleep too little okay so this is pretty much if you sleep less than four hours or too much which is less which is more than eight hours now the bottom of the u is the sweet spot that's when you sleep between six to eight hours it's like goldilocks not too little not too much but just right that's when your body is the happiest and healthiest it then found that people who slept less than four hours or more than eight hours had a higher risk of dying. Among those who didn't use sleeping pills, the U-shaped link between sleep duration and risk of death remained steady. For those who were taking sleeping pills, so the sleeping pill users, the risk of death increased the longer they slept, which makes sense, right? Because you take a sleeping pill to pretty much knock you out and sleep more. So even if sleeping pill users slept for an additional six to eight hours, their risk of death was 55% higher than non-users. So those who were sleeping six to eight hours, okay, were at the sweet spot. The people who were sleeping six to eight hours without without a sleeping pill had the lowest risk of death. But the pill users... Those who were sleeping six to eight hours with a sleeping pill had a 55% higher chance of all-cause mortality. For example, a a 30-year-old man who used sleeping pills and either slept extremely little or a lot, their life expectancy was 12 to 13 years shorter than non-users who slept six to eight hours. On average, 
the study showed that men who used sleeping pills had a life expectancy of 5.3 years shorter and women 5.7 years shorter than those who didn't use sleeping pills. Therefore, the study suggests that using sleeping pills can increase the risk of death and reduce life expectancy, particularly for those who sleep either very little or a lot. Okay, I'm going to run down what my conclusions are, okay? So think of it this way. This study is like a big warning sign saying, hey, these sleeping pills, they may not be as great as you think because it found that people who regularly use sleeping pills, no matter how much they sleep, are more likely to have health problems and sadly, not live as long as those who don't have these pills. It's like having a cheat code for a video game, if you will. It might help you in the short term, but it messes up the game in the long run. That's why the people who did the study are saying, please, try and think of better ways to sleep and better ways to optimize your sleep fitness than using sleeping pills. And guys, you've heard me say this time and time again. Sleeping pills are not helping you get into sleep. When I talk about sleep stages, I'm talking about REM sleep, deep sleep. These are not, you're not, act, you're not getting into these stages through a sleeping pill. The sleeping pill is sedating you, so it's knocking you out. So here are my thoughts in terms of like the practical implications of this paper. A, the use of sleeping pills is associated with an increased risk of mortality and significantly shorter life expectancy, regardless of sleep difficulties and sleep duration. It also said that regular users of sleeping pills should be aware of the potential harms. So what can we be doing to get ourselves out of the habit of taking sleeping pills? Or better yet, what can we do to improve our sleep quality? Because the study suggests that the U-shaped curve, the most, the best place to be, that sweet spot is the six to eight hours. Now, personally for me at NeuroAthletics, we like to say eight hours, depending on your output during the day. Me, Louisa and Nicola, I like to sleep eight hours. If I'm between seven and a half to eight hours and 15 minutes, that's really great for me. Um, I try and get that eight hours. What can we be doing? It's not rocket science. Good sleep hygiene exists and it's free. Number one, you have to get used to dimming the lights at night. We know that light coming through our eyes is going to signal to a specific area in the brain that we're awake. So if you can be diminishing the lights as much as possible during the hours of 8 p.m. onwards, you're going to have a better time with having a natural release of endogenous melatonin, that sleepy hormone that many people are going out and just getting in pill form. We're not going to talk about that in this episode. So we also want, let's just stick to light. We also want to get blackout curtains. If you don't have blackout curtains, put a sleep mask on. I'm telling you, everyone who says to me, Louisa, I put the sleep mask on last night and it dramatically increased my deep sleep scores. I'm telling you, this is every single day I'm getting a message about this. If you are that person that says, but Louisa, my eyelashes or Louisa, it, it, it bothers me, then get the blackout curtains. Even light coming through the... Um, coming through your windows if you haven't got really good curtains that are blacking out the light can disturb your sleep second to that 
Right now I'm in New York City. The heat wave is just disgusting. I don't know if you guys are experiencing this, but hi, it is horrible. It's like being in a sauna out there. When you are a hot sleeper, when it's hot and you are hot at night and your body temperature increases, it kicks you out of sleep. So it will wake you up at night. So maintaining a nice and cool sleep temperature is something that is also going to help with your sleep hygiene. When it comes to supplementation, evidently, I'm never telling people to go and take supplements. However, something that can aid in helping you fall asleep and stay asleep is magnesium L3 and 8. I've just put a reel up on that on my Instagram. So go and read or learn what you need to about that over there. So there are so many different things that you can be doing to optimize your sleep. And let me tell you, I will now also do a part two of this and talk about the detriments of sleep deprivation and or cause mortality because I got to tell you, it is harsh and it is scary. And I'm sure the statistics are even greater than the pill use. So I hope this helps you. I hope you enjoyed this short episode. Go out, get good sleep. Sleep starts the night before. Good sleep starts the night before. I hope you enjoyed it. Have an awesome weekend.